This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Smart News. The start of this week was supposed to signal the re-re-rebirth of Twitter.com, the social media website that was purchased by the world's richest man. Not anymore. Who are you cheering? Are you cheering? After uh, weeks of delays, he was all set to once again launch Twitter Blue, a product that has been launched three times now. Two of those times under Musk's control, resulting in arguably the most monetarily destructive week in the platform's history. Now, of course, you'll all remember that the problem everyone said would happen actually happened, and allowing anyone to buy a blue checkmark resulted in trolling the likes of which we had never seen, and in some cases, may have actually inspired a company to stop price-gouging, life-saving drugs. So who's to say whether it's good or bad? Mm, yeah. Trolling is good. Yeah. Uh, mostly, though, it was just one big demonstration of why these safeguards were introduced in the first place. And it was a great example as to why brands were right to feel hesitant about continuing to spend millions of dollars on advertisements on a platform that not only can't moderate its users, but is actively refusing to do so. It's introducing new ways. It's a perk to, uh, It's sowing chaos. Mm -hmm. It was such a horrific launch that Elon pulled the plug after about a day, but indicated that the premium subscription service would be back after they worked out some of the kinks behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. In the time since the uh, whole buy a checkmark service went offline, Elon has seemed to come up with a lot of the same guidelines that were in place originally when it comes to impersonation and what is considered free speech. But since he got there on his own, it's okay, right? He's because... a genius because he arrived at all this independently, whereas in the past it took whole teams of people a whole, like, you know, decades to Yeah, I know. And when he does it, it's fine, so yeah. all good. Uh, but at some point during his many sleepless nights down at Twitter HQ, Musk stumbled upon some industry-shattering news about the various marketplaces that host these Twitter apps and the highly secretive, ultra-classified revenue splits that developers are forced to pay. His target was Apple and their 30% cut of all in-app purchases. And it was really funny that this entire time, the Google Play Store is just standing on the sidelines like that meme of the guy watching two people fight while smoking yeah. a bowl. Just like, you know, we do that too, but uh, we're not going to say anything. Yeah. Uh, so that's a fee that, of course, has been around since the inception of the... We're talking about the App Store because he's targeting Apple. Yeah, so, about 15 years now. Literally since its existence, uh, this was the first thing that like Steve Jobs on stage was describing uh, and... and even back then explained the fees and what they were for. Uh, and it was a thing that Apple just got done fighting for publicly, uh, very high publicly. high-profile case. Yeah, a, a, in a lengthy court battle with Epic Games. But and, hey, we don't all follow the trade journals. Yeah, especially not Elon <laughs> Musk, tech genius. So we just want to reiterate that we agree with most tech companies out there that the fee is a little outrageous, especially considering it comes off of every single purchase through the app. But the Epic case did provide some more financial benefits for smaller organizations. Regardless, it wasn't a secret at all. In fact, it was the focal point of one of the biggest tech lawsuits of the past five years. So him finding out about it after the first launch of Twitter Blue, or technically the second launch, is insane. It's pretty wild. Mm -hmm. But he found out about it in his own special way, mm -hmm. and it pissed him off. Clearly. So after a few weeks of frustration, a brilliant idea struck someone in the room. What if we charge 30% more for subscriptions on mobile to offset Apple's fee? We pass the charges on to you. Yeah. Obviously, that would result in Apple getting a larger fee because that's how percentages of percentages work. But yes, more money does equal more money. I mean, the, look, again, he got to the conclusion somehow. It's a silly one, but he still made a decision. Yeah. But there were other glaring issues with Twitter Blue, like 
the fact that anyone could pay a monthly fee to get a blue check mark and therefore somehow feel more important than they are until the first wave of people making fun of them. Yeah. This motherfucker mm -hmm. paid $8 for a check mark. But like we said, it was used to relentlessly lampoon people and organizations instead. And anyone who had paid for the blue check mark earnestly, they were, of course, subjected to justifiable mockery from anyone who clicked on their shiny new blue check to find out they'd gotten it because they gave the world's richest man $8. You know they changed the legacy one too, and now we're not like, sure if this is notable or not. It's, it, uh, it's part of the old system, and by the way, we're purging all of these too. He said that he's going to get rid of all the old legacy ones, so yeah. you have to start new. Um, great idea, not Brilliant. terrible idea. People were verified for a very specific reason. Um, anyways, Twitter Blue is back, and with its return comes that hot new increased price point. If you're on mobile, it's going to cost you eleven dollars, which. You know, if you're an Elon Stan, that's nothing. This well, is all. But I part already of the... got my pay me eight dollars check mark uh, tattoo. It's, it's gonna get. Oh yeah, well it's gonna get <laughs> taken away. Sorry, and we're gonna have to remove the tattoo as well. Well, maybe I can have the tattoo artist uh, change it to whatever the new price is, and then maybe Elon will see all my replies to him with a picture of my tattoo, and he'll maybe like the tweet. Uh, maybe he'll maybe he'll steal the picture and post it himself without credit. That would be such an honor to me. A big Elon Musk fan. Happens every day, and you just got to wait your turn. Mm -hmm. But also, uh, yeah, this is... It is weird that uh, he's charging more for something that people uh, didn't really want in the first place and weren't willing to pay for. And uh, just charging more for it seems like not the smartest way to go about things. But, you know... Well, there's a, you know, there is a small but powerful and loud army of simps who will pay that money. So if he just keeps cranking yeah. the price higher, mm -hmm. eventually... He'll hit a point where, uh, but you know, with what profit. With what you were saying about, like, how, you know, the biggest Elon fans will fight to get to the top of the replies. One of the features that is promoted in the new Twitter blue. Prioritization. It was, it was referenced replies. in the old one, but yeah. it is directly is like the first thing. Like, you will be at the top of all replies and anything. It's just like. Uh, and that's why I block every fucking fake checkmark I see. It's going to work. It, it is going to work itself out. So in addition to that, brands will now have a gold checkmark for some reason. Okay. I guess it's because it's harder to get the gold check mark. You got to be a, an established brand or something. So, I guess you know only the most habitually online people will understand that the real Eli Lilly would never tweet about giving away insulin for free. I mean, that was the problem, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, in addition to that, it appears as though they've done away with any subtlety and just straight up say that they are going to be amplifying tweets and replies uh, for paid subscribers, and that verified accounts will have to confirm their phone numbers to. Avoid toxicity well, on the there's platform. There's no way to get around that. And of course, you will be become unverified if you do something crazy, like I don't know, change your display name or your profile picture, which is hilarious because specifically right now is the <laughs> time of year where everyone uh, historically through yeah. uh, Twitter's history uh, would change their names and profile pictures to something festive. Yeah. 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 Not this year. No. Elon hates Christmas and is clearly waging a war on it. Someone should call Fox News. You hate to see it. There are, of course, countless other problems with all this, like the fact that burner phone numbers are a thing and extremely easily accessible. Yeah. Also, why does anyone care that their reply is higher? This is a feature that is made for desperate clout chasers, losers. Who else would care that their tweet isn't showing up high enough in a celebrity's replies, especially since one of the only uh, celebrities who definitely tweets from their own account is Elon Musk. Everyone else, you're dealing with like a 23-year-old intern. Yeah. Like, and you're like, well... You think no, that's really the Iron Sheik you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking You don't want. understand. They saw my tweet first before the other tweets, though. And that, I guess, is 
something important to people. It seems like it would only be important to Elon stands, but and it seems like something that Elon thinks other people think is important, but I just don't see it. This is all a very interesting peek inside of uh, his mind. Yeah. And how he sees things. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, all of this is a, it's completely pointless. For one very obvious reason. It is simply impossible for Musk to operate Twitter for any extended period of time when they're attempting to make subscriptions their primary source of funding. We've gone over these numbers in previous episodes, but based on how much Twitter costs to operate, even with a skeleton crew of employees and the losses that they've taken from advertisers backing out, millions of people would have to sign up for and continue to use Twitter Blue for it to ever come close to paying for itself. It goes without saying that, like, replacing a billion dollars worth of ad spending with a billion dollars worth of subscriptions that are consistent is a monumental task. Yeah. Also, he's like in debt, like tens of billions of dollars. Yes. This uh, the bank is going to want that money back. Yeah. Now, to be clear, when we started this episode, we said that the beginning of this week was supposed to be a fresh start for Elon Musk and Twitter. That was that was the plan, at least. But we all know that Elon Musk can't do anything without making a complete fool of himself. So the day before his big Twitter blue relaunch, Musk decided to finally log off and step out into the real world. He's touching grass. Yeah. And uh, the grass is... It's very uh, spicy. Yeah, saying that his reception, his public reception was a bit cold would be an understatement. On Sunday night, Dave Chappelle brought Elon Musk out on stage during his show at the Chase Center in San Francisco, where Elon Musk was booed straight to his face by a crowd of thousands for nearly 10 minutes. His only reaction seemed to be to turn into a corn cop yeah. and meander around on stage awkwardly, taking all of the hostility in from the crowd, just just absorbing all of it and freezing up during a time where we assume he was supposed to be doing some light comedic banter with Dave Chappelle. This man is a vacuum of charisma. Like, what was the plan? What was the, what, you what, how tell? is this supposed to work out? He was just going to come out and everyone's going to be like, I love the world's richest man. Woo! So in that scenario. I'm here for comedy and to lick boots. In that scenario, it would be Elon proving that Twitter isn't real life, which goes against the narrative that he's been playing out for months now. But even like, I, I made this point on Twitter already, but like he, he see, he reads all his fucking replies. Like even if you can't even make the argument that his Twitter account is a hug box because half the people on Twitter actively fucking hate Well, him. no, I think that he really thought that he was going to have a good reaction. Those people are all just bots. There's a couple things. A lot There's, of bots in this Dave Chappelle audience. You have the headliner of the show that people are paying potentially hundreds of dollars to see uh, bringing you out. So chances are the people who have paid to sit there are probably going to cheer for whatever guest he brings out. And then if also... If they're a comedian. <laughs> but also, like, ideologically, recently... Yeah. They've been on the same wavelength in a lot of uh, very specific That, that is the funny thing is like, yeah, they're both uh, transphobic uh, mm -hmm. and and in a like not funny way. Mm -hmm. Just just boring. Just, so I don't I just so don't... maybe he's like, yeah, like I'm going to go out there and say like my pronouns are um, uh, Anthony Fauci. I mean, my, that pro my, my pronouns are one slash joke. Yeah, that's all I have. Well, so. <laughs> I, I really think that he thought he was going to a safe space, uh, but also he it, everything fell apart immediately. First of all, the reaction wasn't what he thought it would be because everyone booed immediately. But also he came out with the joke, I'm rich, bitch. And it was just like, you cannot climb out of that hole. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, yeah, he just he just walked around and took it. Yeah, he just um, took it. He took it like he like he takes it from everyone online. Seemingly enjoying it. Every day. That's yeah. that's like, what did you think? 
again, he must have thought that all of the people hating him on Twitter are all bots. Because yeah. to people over the age of 40, a bot is not it's someone a, I an algorithm. With. A bot is just anyone whose opinion makes me reflect upon myself and how much I might suck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this time, unlike, you know, Twitter isn't real life. Because in real life, you, you can't blame it on the bots. It's harder, but yeah. Eh. Um, honestly, this should be a wake-up call to Musk. Because if you could think of one comedy show that would be a relatively safe space for Elon to make an appearance, it would probably be... On stage with Dave Chappelle, there's a lot of crossover there. It's it's weird. They're I wouldn't both, have said this years ago, but yeah, there is they're now. both anti woke in the same like boring, fucking annoying way. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, they they line up pretty well ideologically, at least on the the headline making. <laughs> yeah. You would assume that anyone who would pay hundreds of dollars to see Dave Chappelle live would at least give one of his guests the benefit of the doubt. You would think. Yeah. But nope. Too bad. Because Elon got booed and booed and booed. And according to people who were there and multiple multiple pieces of video footage, which mysteriously keep getting disappeared from there's, Twitter itself. There's a couple like people like, you know, the, their accounts are gone. And, you know, the first thing I would assume is that I would assume that it is not Elon literally deleting accounts. Just I would hate to jump to that conclusion immediately. But I think the more realistic scenario is that these people are being harassed more than anyone should ever be harassed in their normal for life. Just, yeah, posting for posting like a video. video. <laughs> yeah. And these are just normal Without people. Commentary. Just yeah. just people who were at a Dave Chappelle thing and, and caught video of it and was like, wow, I should post this online, are now being harassed in real life. So like, yes, maybe it was Elon Musk deleting the videos. I'm going to choose to believe that that's what it was. But I also think that uh, there's more nefarious things at play based on people who uh, do the bidding for Musk with or without his blessing. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, it's the video is pretty cringe. Uh, he like he clearly didn't have a plan when he comes out. He tries sort of starting to talk in his marble mouthed, uncorrect charismatic way, but mm. then the boos just get louder. And then, um, you know, this is why it's good to have friends. Dave Chappelle standing up for his boy Elon Musk, uh, trying to keep control of his crowd um, by insulting them, he, t- telling him, "Look, you notice how all the boos are coming from the cheap seats." Oh, they're all just jealous. You're jealous that he's so rich. That was a terrible joke. The one joke about how everyone was just reacting because Elon fired them, that was like, you could have saved it right there. It that was like, a, everyone got a good laugh out of that. That's you know? a solid joke. Yeah. But then it, of course, gets more awkward. And none of that came from Elon. He was just corn cobbing the whole time. So, yeah. I mean, we really, really wish we could show you the footage in its entirety because it is even worse than we imagined. I mean, it's it's lengthy and it's awkward. But it's being deleted from everywhere, so we're not going to risk it either. I mean, the same thing happened with Hassan was banned off Twitch, a platform that he has a partnership with, for showing some of the stuff that we have been hesitant to show. That's why we don't fucking show it. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, uh, when I logged on, I was like, how bad could it be? Uh, maybe it was just, you know, next to the phone, everyone was booing in that area. But no, this is an entire stadium telling the world's richest man to fuck off right to his face. It was beautiful. I mean, you love to see it. And as a nice bonus to all of this, Elon continued to publicly debase himself by replying to tweets about the footage. Tweets that have since been deleted. But uh, we got him. So here's Elon claiming that everyone was actually saying boo earns instead of boo. (laughs) Technically, it was 90% cheers and 10% boos, except during quiet periods. But still, that's a lot of boos, which is a first for me in real life. Frequent on Twitter. It's almost as if I've offended San Francisco's unhinged leftists. This is my favorite fucking... Oh my God, this man is a fucking moron. Sir, Mr. Musk, I sincerely, deeply 
uh, very much doubt that San Francisco's unhinged leftists are all packed into their seats at the fucking Dave Chappelle Stadium show. In 2022. Of like America's premier anti-woke comic has somehow in the city of San Francisco where everyone has blue hair and pronouns, um, somehow these people all came out to see Dave Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. But he didn't leave it there. No. Hours later, Elon returned to that thread to explain that, um, actually, quote, a major fight broke out in the audience just as I was about to talk, so didn't get to say much. Uh, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. I've been to many shows where there were fights. I've been to sporting events where there were fights. Um, it only you only even no, fucking notice that shit if you are like within like fifty to hundred feet. And if you do notice it, uh, usually uh, it's someone on stage being like, "Hey, can we get that out of here, yeah. please?" Yeah. Uh, no this one is... makes reference to it. Yeah. It's that's, uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. getting booed to his face actually seems to have had an effect on Musk. Not a positive one, but an effect, because he has been down at the post factory posting all day long about how the woke mind virus, his words, is going to end the world and how he, well, we all need to follow the rabbit emoji. Oh God. Oh yeah. no. Oh no. Oh no. He is this close to posting the Q. WWG1W. By the time this video goes up, he might have actually tweeted it. But Great. These, of course, are all very normal things to be doing all day long when you are the owner of Twitter, Tesla, SpaceX, and uh, unfortunately, one of the most influential people on the planet. But getting less influential every day. And, you know, the world's better off for it. Yeah. Uh, he also went on the offensive against Dr. Anthony Fauci. What year is it? The, uh, a person who is now fucking retired. What year is this? First, posting a meme where he's instructing Joe Biden to do another lockdown, despite no COVID lockdowns happening during the Biden presidency. It's like, okay, so like we've been stuck in 2016 for like seven years now, yeah. but we are also now also stuck in 2020 yes. forever. Mm-hmm. Prosecute Fauci. What, what are you doing? Yeah. There was no lockdown in this country. You lived in fucking Florida. Every day was the same as it ever was. Also, that was during the Trump administration. Yeah, yeah. You know, we should really go after whoever put this Fauci guy in charge. Whatever woke liberal gave this Fauci guy his job. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Ronald Reagan? Sounds sounds like a real woke cuck to me. I, if there's, a, I, I just can't imagine how frustrating of a life Fauci's life must be at the end of his career to have to deal with this fucking well, shit. Well, the great thing is he's like 81 years old and... Uh, I can't imagine why he would be spending any time on social media, so it's easy. Go, yeah, go relax. I'm sure he's he's enjoying some great uh, long-distance jogs and uh, catching up on his reading and living his best life. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Elon then posted that his pronouns, get this, guys, get this. Elon's pronouns. He, this is his problem. He, he wasted... He wasted all his best material on Twitter and at the Dave Chappelle show. <laughs> well, no, but he could have he could have brought this to the oh, could have yeah. debuted this on stage. He said that his pronouns are prosecute slash Fauci. Woo! Which elicited the crowd went wild. Yeah, the crowd went mild. Uh, <laughs> Elon, please don't mock and promote hate toward already marginalized and at risk of violence members of the LGBTQ plus community. They are real people with real feelings. Furthermore, Dr. Fauci is a dedicated public servant whose sole motivation was saving lives. I've, I, it's so like straight to the point yeah. and just like said like an adult to, to Musk. It, like, what are you doing? Cause you know, our generation and generation Z will just be like, shut the fuck up loser. <laughs> yeah. And here you have, uh, you know, someone who's actually trying to plead with him and explain very succinctly, but also uh, like with emotion and empathy, yeah. why words mean things, especially when you are Elon Musk. But no, he responded like, no, 
Everyone's pushing their pronouns in my face. No, they're not. No, they're not, Elon. Ugh. No, they're fucking not. Anyway, I also love anyone like trying to argue with uh, an astronaut. Like just the the Blake Masters uh, situation mm-hmm. in Arizona just proves uh, astronauts. They're the coolest. There's only a couple dozen of them in the world, and, they and ha- they're uh, literally the smartest. And they're uh, they, you know except they... for that one that wore a diaper and drove across the country. Well, they, yeah, there's always a few few bad eggs <laughs> in the in the batch, but yeah. uh, in general, they are uh, people with a very unique perspective on um, life and the world. And um, yeah. also, they went to fucking space. Yeah. You're not going to win this one. Elon only bought a company that put things in space. So. Yeah, and uh, unlike Jeff Bozos, <laughs> Elon, too scared to ride in his own rockets. Exactly, yeah. Anyway, as for Mr. Musk, who who the hell knows what the rest of the week, or for that matter... How next year's going to look. The, just the foreseeable future is going to look on both the personal and financial level, because holy shit, yeah. stop it. Ugh. <sighs> this man is, I swear to God, December 24th and 25th, if he's tweeting the exact same rate that he's been tweeting this whole time, that is that is sad. It's very sad. That is sad. some bleak shit. Very sad. We're taking a holiday Dark. break. Why yeah. don't you take a holiday break, Mr. Musk? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's move over to mm. another recent recurring character on this show. And it's a brand that, at least for now, is still more reviled than Elon Musk somehow, if you can believe it. We're talking about Ticketmaster who clearly was not content with screwing over one gigantic fan base, they decided to ruin the nights of hundreds, if not thousands, of Bad Bunny fans. They're not picking their battles well. No, they're like, we finished, uh, you know, ruining uh, Taylor Swift's fans' uh, view of us. What's the next biggest artist, potentially bigger artist, probably bigger, I don't know, uh, than Taylor Swift? Oh, Bad Bunny. And he's headlining, what, two sold-out shows in Mexico City? Hmm, let's let's fuck this all up. Let's fuck that up for everyone. So according to fans and the Mexican government, Ticketmaster is on the hook for millions of dollars worth of fines after it turned away hundreds of fans, refusing to let them into the stadium for the concert, despite having actual legitimate tickets. Oh my God. Now it goes without saying, but concerts like this are a big deal for people. Regardless of what you think of the headliner, people travel, they book hotels, they spend way too much on tickets, they take time off of work. It's not as simple as just a refund and an apology for people. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Not to mention the stress of thinking that you've purchased counterfeit tickets for yourself, your family, or your loved ones. You're bringing your kids, or you're bringing your date, and you show up and they're like, sorry, sir, these tickets are counterfeit. Embarrassing. Also, a night ruined. But that's what happened over the weekend in Mexico City at the sold-out stadium tour of Bad Bunny. And now, like we said, the Mexican government is going after Ticketmaster for millions in fines. Here's Billboard. Massive overselling of tickets for the last two concerts of Bad Bunny's world's hottest tour in Mexico City this weekend led to hundreds of people being denied entry to the Superstars show and will have million-dollar consequences for Ticketmaster Mexico, according to Mexican authorities. The head of Mexico's Federal Attorney's Office for Consumers, Profeco, Ricardo Sheffield, told the Televisa network on Sunday that those affected must receive a 100% refund plus a 20% compensation, and that the company will also be fined. In a statement, Ticketmaster Mexico acknowledged on Saturday that the access problems were the result of the presentation of an unprecedented number of counterfeit tickets, which caused an unusual crowd of people and an intermittent operation of our system, which generated confusion and made entrance to the stadium complicated, with the unfortunate consequence that some legitimate tickets were denied entry. So uh, here's where it kind of gets bad for Ticketmaster if what the Mexican officials are suggesting turns out to be true. Basically, they're saying that Ticketmaster themselves oversold the concert and that people who had legitimate purchases 
were turned away as if they had counterfeit tickets. Mm. From the article, Sheffield confirmed the ticketing problem for the Puerto Rican Superstars show was triggered by an oversale of tickets. A total of 1,600 faulty tickets were reported for the first concert, December 9th, and 110 for the second on December 10th. Both shows were at Estadio Azteca. Organizers said some 80,000 people attended each night. Quote, Ticketmaster claimed they were counterfeit, but they were all issued by them. Sheffield said in an interview on Saturday with Radio Formula. According to the Mexican official, in its investigation, Profeco determined that many tickets claimed as false were indeed legitimate and had been purchased through legitimate channels. Wow. Also, a quick update on the whole Taylor Swift ticket drama. Yeah. Ticketmaster sent out emails to Swift fans early this week saying that they have, they would be given yet another chance to buy tickets to the Swift tour. And while we would have to assume that they wouldn't fuck this up a second time... <laughs> It would be hilarious if they did. Yeah, it would be really funny if they if they fucked this up once again. Seems like it is completely within uh, their realm to fuck this up again. Mm -hmm. So we have that to look forward to, as well as the second half of this show. Yeah. But first, we do have to take a break and thank today's sponsor, Smart News. Yeah, there's no shortage of information available at our fingertips these days. It can be overwhelming, discouraging, trying to keep up. But staying informed, it doesn't have to be a challenge. Smart News is here to streamline the way you consume media and get straight to the stories that matter most through delivering critical and breaking news curated just for you. Smart News aggregates local and global stories from trusted publishers so that you can stay informed on what matters most to you from local weather to trending TV shows all in one app. Say goodbye to information overload and hello to saving time and getting straight to the news you care about. Easily personalize your feed by following top publishers, adjusting notifications, and getting alerts in your area all in one app. I loaded up the Smart News app before we started filming, and the first thing that I saw was a bit of good news that I, I might have repeated at the beginning, but I'll say it again. It was a headline that read, Elon Musk is no longer the richest person in the world. Thanks, Smart News. So Smart News has big stories from top publications to keep you in the know on everything from breaking global and national news to real-time local alerts and personalized feeds for sports fans. Download Smart News for free today in the App Store to get the news that matters most. That's S-M-A-R-T-N-E-W-S. Search for it in the Apple App Store for your iPhone or iPad or the Google Play Store for Android users. All right, now back into the news with uh, a pretty substantial update uh, from the downfall of FTX. The company's founder and Former CEO. Who will never be arrested because the Democrats, you know, they he gave them all that money. The Democrats will, they're who letting them off the hook. Who tweeted that? Mark my words. Hmm. The Democrats, they, they're, they're not, not going to touch him, this guy. Wait, hold on. Who tweeted that? Because Elon that, Musk, oh, the world's smartest yeah. man. Yeah, uh -huh, of course it was Elon Musk. Anyway, he's going to get away with it. Uh, also, anyway, yeah. so what's the news on Sam Bankman? Oh, yeah, he's been arrested. He's He's been arrested in the Bahamas. Oh. He's going to be extradited back to the United States. Well, so. that contradicts what I just said. And what Elon Musk tweeted all those hmm. days ago. I will not be reflecting upon this. So yeah, oddly enough, this happened, uh, this arrest of Sam Bankman-Fried, or SBF, as he's lovingly known, known uh, it happened immediately after SBF publicly claimed that he would not be arrested. Classic. This guy's another one. There's something in the water with these tech guys. They can't shut the fuck up. None of them know how to shut the fuck up. It is, they, not only are they stepping on rakes, they are placing them right in front of themselves. Like SBF, ever since this whole thing went down like three, four weeks ago, the man has been saying yes to every interview opportunity that comes his way. Yeah, I And not even getting like time limits on him. He's like sitting down for like three hour interviews. I think that's just, it, maybe it's like that, uh, it, it's definitely a symptom of like anxiety. It's also, uh, in a nefarious sense, it would be like information overload so that like people have to sift through hours of fucking nonsense 
I, I don't know. I, I honestly think it's probably just a person who is nervous that their life is over. Well, yeah. Just rambling. Just rambling. Uh, anyways, here's Vice's motherboard with more. Disgraced FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried was arrested by Bahamian authorities on Monday at the request of the U.S. government on unspecified charges a month after his crypto trading empire suddenly collapsed and went bankrupt amid widespread allegations of fraud. Quote, Earlier this evening, Bahamian authorities arrested Samuel Bankman-Fried at the request of the U.S. government based on a sealed indictment filed by the SDNY, United States Attorney for the Southern District of New York, Damian Williams said in a tweeted statement. We expect to move to unseal the indictment in the morning, and we'll have more to say at that time. We got him. Yeah. Uh, it continues. Earlier in the day, on a live recording of the Unusual Whales podcast, Bankman Freed said he did not believe he would be arrested. Quote, Are you worried you might be detained if you set foot in the U.S.? Moderator and crypto critic Molly White asked Bankman Freed. I don't believe I would be, but I haven't done a, like, deep dive into that. At some point, that's something I need to think harder about, he replied. What the fuck? You haven't, you haven't examined, uh... Mm, yeah, good. You know, that's a good point you bring up. I should probably start thinking about I haven't really looked into, like, whether I uh, broke the law or Like, anything. it was only a couple... Shut the fuck up. It was a couple billion dollars yeah. worth of fraud. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess they, I suppose they could... Oh, I mean, did we have a, a chat room labeled wire fraud? Sure. Did I secretly invest a bunch of money with uh, the Republican Party and... Didn't acknowledge it because I thought people would uh, make fun of me for it? Sure. But uh, I'm not going to get arrested, says the man who got arrested. Well, now the Democrats have arrested him to, to silence him because he's doing too many interviews. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to follow the rabbit uh, emoji. Follow the rabbit. Anyway, unfortunately, Mr. SPF did not have very much time to think about uh, why, why in the world he might be arrested because, like we said, he was arrested immediately after the interview. Uh, there are multiple hearings this week related to the FTX collapse, and there should be plenty of interesting, if not baffling and infuriating information that comes out of those. According to Molly White, who also runs Web3 is Going Great, which is great, yeah. and was the one interviewing SBF today, uh, the hearing with the Senate Banking Committee on Wednesday will include statements from Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank, who claims he's lost $15 million because of its implosion, which is also very funny. Yes, it'll be very funny to see him so angry. Not so wonderful. Oh, it was a bad investment. Can you believe it? You know, sometimes the shark bites into a buoy. Breaks all its little teeth. Sometimes the shark bites into a scuba tank. And a crafty gentleman with a rifle makes quick work of that smile, shark. Smile, you son of a bitch. And then you smile and boom, you're, uh, you're mincemeat. But speaking of crypto chickens coming home to roost, a class action lawsuit has now been filed against all those celebrities that were peddling bored apes. Hell yeah. All over your social media feeds and TV screens claiming that they were involved in a scheme to defraud investors. Because they were. So, yeah, that clip of <laughs> Jimmy Fallon showing Paris Hilton his stupid ape is going to be archived in the history book somewhere. It is, that is a pivotal moment uh, for whatever reason in all of our lives. Yeah. The day he showed off his ape to Paris Hilton. Uh, here's Variety with more on the lawsuit. In the complaint filed December 8th in federal district court in L.A., Yuga partners, including veteran music manager Guy Alcieri, are named among the 37 defendants, who include Kevin Hart, Gwyneth Paltrow, Madonna, Justin Bieber, Serena Williams, Jimmy Fallon, Paris Hilton, Snoop Dogg, The Weeknd, Post Malone, and NBA star Steph Curry. The lawsuit seeks monetary damages of at least $5 million on behalf of the plaintiffs and the putative class of all others similarly situated. 
Plaintiffs Adonis Real and Adam Titcher claim that in promoting or endorsing the Board Ape community through social media and other mediums, these entertainers and athletes caused the value of non-fungible tokens, NFTs, to balloon to artificially inflated and distorted prices and engaged in misleading promotions that did not disclose alleged financial compensation. The period specified in the class action is from April 24, 2021 to present. At its portfolio height in early 2022, Bored Ape NFTs were fetching in the hundreds of thousands of dollars with what were deemed rare characteristics. Plaintiff Titcher purchased a mutant ape and an other deed for the Bored Ape metaverse other side, and Real purchased ApeCoin tokens, according to the lawsuit. Um, it's so awesome that I, these words are read in a courtroom. They are in the public record. Your Honor, my other side Bored Ape, he's a mutant ape. I gave him the serum. Um, turned out characteristics not as rare and collectible as I had thought, and I am now out six figures. At least, please. At least tulips are pretty. Yeah. At least you can look back on the tulip craze and be like, they are pretty cool flowers. I mean, these people were vastly overpaying for them, but mm. who doesn't like a tulip? These apes, not so much. Especially the mutant apes. Disgusting. There's, Hideous. St there's still that. Uh... Like, there's a Bored Ape fast food place in L.A. I, I haven't even seen it, but I know that it still exists. I thought exists. that went out of business after, like, a week. No, it, it, I think it's still in business, but they couldn't, like, actually take crypto as the payment for oh, it. But no. I think it's still operating as, like, a thing. No. It's probably a ghost chicken for, like, Mr. Beast Burgers or something. Yeah. Anyways. A ghost chicken. Sorry, ghost kitchen. <laughs> ghost kitchen for Mr. Beast Burgers. They all are. They all are. Mm -hmm. yeah. I live near a ghost kitchen. The one time I made the mistake of... Uh, doing pickup on uber eats and i was like what the hell Just is a walk-in freezer like i had to like i had to park near like the loading dock and like yeah it was real embarrassing it was me and a bunch of like actual hi what did you stuff. order from which of the 12 restaurants did yeah, you order it was, from uh the food wasn't bad but yeah it's it was, fine it's a kitchen it just feels wrong picking up food at a warehouse yeah it should be i guess delivery only i i, I actually I don't, don't see like a too huge of a problem with it i guess for convenience sake it's but like fine. i just wish they had like a lobby <laughs> it's for delivery purposes, I guess. Or they may, maybe just for you, they get like a little like a shoot like at the bank. Yeah, they just send that, it to you. That'd too. be nice. I, I just felt real weird sitting in the loading dock, uh, just sort of okay. Well, gotta just sit with this. Oh, this I'm knowledge. sorry. Oh, is the ambiance not good? We all got bills to pay, buddy. Anyway, ho ho ho! It's that time of year again. Time for a bunch of British people to get caught in a so snowstorm. Burr. <laughs> They're going to get caught in that snowstorm. They're going to hunker down. every year. Hunker down in a pub and apparently have the best time of their entire lives. Yeah. Tale as old as time. Much like the burning of the Yevla goat, this seems to happen every year. And despite the dire situation, everyone really does make the most of it. And the write-ups always make it sound like the plot to a cozy winter movie. Yeah. So here's this year's trapped in a pub during the snowstorm story from The Telegraph. Around 40 people were forced to sleep in a pub overnight after heavy snowfall and poor driving conditions meant they had to abandon their cars in mid-journey. The Bear Inn, near Burwash, East Sussex, <laughs> welcomed stranded drivers on Sunday night so they could take refuge somewhere warm. The pub provided hot drinks, log fires, and mattresses for children to sleep on. Yeah. A little hot toddy. Uh, the reporting continues. One stranded driver, Dr. Alexandra Losky, said, Many sleeping on the floor tonight, but we are all happy. Adding that, it was a long night and quite scary, but we made so many good friends and met so many lovely and kind people. We are safe and warm. It was absolutely amazing. Log fires going, open arms, free food, free hot drinks. They put us all up. Pauline Wilson, the manager of the Bear Inn, told the Telegraph, it was amazing considering there were so many people that had never met each other before. People just snuggled up together and helped each other. It was so lovely. I gotta say, like, 
this happening in England where these like pubs or public houses style inns, they're very cozy. Yeah, they're, like, I, they're I built see for that it. working. A bar yeah. in, in the United States, disgusting. No. Yeah, awful. Yeah. Also, Not there's cozy. no they, they they kick you out like an hour before they close all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, not hospitable. Not as uh, inviting. Yeah. Some bars maybe, but uh, lion's share of them would would literally not even open up the place. Yeah. If get the, the fuck rain, out of here. If the rain or snow was coming. But as for the other big holiday story from this weekend, as far as we can tell, nothing horrific happened at any of the regional SantaCon events, which is good and yeah. surprising. Yeah, uh, I did see one article, but I, apparently it happens every year about uh, like all the New York City subways banning alcohol. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that if you were a normal person with uh, some booze in your bag that's just going from the grocery store, no one's going to... Yeah. No subway uh, security patrol officers are going to stop you. But if you're dressed like Santa Claus and you reek of booze, yeah, it's going to be a problem. But luckily, uh, you know, I searched for some uh, incendiary headlines. Nothing. So Damn. seems as though, uh, you know, I'm sure there was drunken debauchery, but they kept it contained, at least so far from what I've seen. Well, that's good. Yeah. Maybe people are finally starting to settle down after two years. We'll see. And we do have the holiday travel coming up. Goblin mode is done. Ugh. Anyways, uh, yes, this is our last week for content. Uh, we have, uh, obviously, I think three or four more episodes coming out for you. Uh, sorry, three episodes this week after this one. And then we'll have one next week. But look, it's the holidays. We're taking time off. Maybe you should take some time off, too. Maybe go join your friend on stage at a local comedy event and yeah. uh, see how the crowd reacts. Don't prepare at all. No. but uh, Just assume it's going to go great. I'm sure that you uh, understand that we need to take time off. So that's what's happening uh, for, you know, after next week, we'll be off for a week and a half or two You'll weeks. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. In the meantime, though, we've got, what do we do, 250 episodes this year? Something like that. But who's counting? Uh, we have plenty of stuff for you to watch, including our most recent episodes. We have a recent episode of Weekly Weird News and News Dump over here for you. My face is healing better than I thought it would. Yeah. So that makes me happy. You didn't get that cat scratch fever. I did not, uh, luckily. So... I'm alive, and we're going to be here for the rest of the week, and then we're taking a break. So we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.